Welcome to another episode of Parminio for the Modern Day Chief of Staff. This episode is all about schedule mastery. What is it? How is it done? And why is it important to the Chief of Staff? Now, it may sound like a very mundane and boring topic, schedule mastery, but I can assure you, it's, at least I find it quite exciting and interesting. Okay, so before we get into things, let me just kind of highlight what we're going to talk about so you have a good understanding of what this podcast will be about. First of all, we'll define what schedule mastery is, um, what it means, kind of the nuances around it, and then we're going to get into some examples about how that flows naturally from the operating rhythm, the cadence, the decision-making cycle um, that you as a chief of staff are working to uh, rein in and pace. Um, After we do that, then we're going to talk about how we will implement uh, and attain schedule mastery in phases, Um, especially if you're starting off with a new CEO relationship or you're starting off in a new company as a chief of staff, it's going to be very difficult to go in um, the first day, first month and have schedule mastery because there's a number of things that have to happen to get up to speed as the chief of staff. And so we're going to talk about how that's done in, in three basic phases. All right. Okay, so before we uh, hear, what it really means is that um, at the end of the day, the CEO's schedule has a very strong alignment and synchronization with the operating rhythm and the cadence of the organization. And if you think about it, that makes sense, right? Because the operating rhythm is a reflection of, in many ways, the CEO's schedule. So what we want to do is align those two things. Um, so for what purposes? A, so that the CEO is prepared for whatever is on their schedule. Um, that could mean you giving them pre-briefings. That could mean you um, giving them a heads up on things that are likely to be coming down the schedule that need to be escalated or or, uh, elevated. It can be many things. Also, it means that what's on their schedule is important and timely. It's important to uh, achieving the goals and objectives that have been set by the organization, by the CEO, by the board, by the senior staff uh, team, by the executive team. I want to make sure that the schedule of the CEO reflects that. The CEO's time obviously is very short and we need to make sure that we're managing it in such a way that it's done very efficiently. We want to synchronize, integrate, and filter. That's the whole idea. The operating rhythm in alignment with the CEO's schedule as well as the chief of chief of staff schedule. We want to filter things off of that schedule if they're not timely or important, if they don't need to be at the CEO's level in terms of decision-making or informing. That comes with knowledge and, and, and expertise from the chief of staff, of course. It's not done overnight. That's why this thing is done in phases. Um, another piece of 
the puzzle here is that you, as the chief of staff, um, are knowing what's going on with the schedule and you're anticipating looking for opportunities to act as proxy, um, the voice, the pen of the CEO. Um, you know the schedule. You know what is arising on the schedule. You know what is happening within the operating rhythm or where things are and you can move things around and you can have conversations obviously with the CEO about proxy opportunities. Um, and then again, you're working in such a way that the CEO schedule is managed in the most efficient manner. You're making decisions when needed. We talked about how Leon Panetta would do that for Bill Clinton on another podcast. What did Leon Panetta do? Make certain decisions. He would make other decisions and, and brief President Clinton, and then other decisions, of course, they had to be escalated, and they had to go through a, another um, uh, process to have uh, them decided. So schedule mastery has to do with those things. CEO is prepared, what's on the schedule is important and timely, working to synchronize, integrate, and filter things on the schedule so they're in synchronization and alignment with what's happening in the operating cycle in the business. Anticipating proxy opportunities, filtering things off the schedule that should not be on there. If you can do all those things at a very high level, then we can say you have a very strong level of schedule mastery. Okay, we talked about um, the operating rhythm quite extensively on other podcasts, just real quick. The operator rhythm is a series of inputs and outputs, inputs, meetings, people, information, outputs, decisions, actions, assessments. It's a never-ending cycle. It aligns with the CEO's decision-making philosophy and style. And we want to synchronize, integrate, and filter the inputs in that cycle so we are making decisions at the appropriate pace for the CEO and the senior staff and the board. Four kind of basic skill sets or practice areas or the four pillars as I call them um, support the chief of staff in doing uh, this process, synchronizing it and integrating the, the cadence and tempo. Number one, proxy, working effectively as a proxy and there's many reasons to do that. We've touched on them a little bit. Projects and processes and initiatives, things that are going on within the organization that you're aware of, that you're leading or working on, that the CEO has made you aware of, that need um, importance and prioritization. There's skill sets uh, associated with that. Working on strategy and being an advisory and understanding what the strategy of the business is, how that fits into the uh, the marketplace, what competitors are doing, the industry pressures, and so on. And then finally, scheduling, and that's where scheduling mastery comes in. There's a set of skills and tasks associated with scheduling, and that's what we're going to be talking about. At a high level, there's a number of things that, that emanate and go hand in hand with scheduling, right? It's understanding um, shadowing, and what that means. Shadowing the CEO simply means you're 
working with them alongside, shadowing them, if you may, on phone calls, in meetings, other various settings, so that you um, can absorb, watch, observe the CEO's philosophy, decision-making style, what's important to them, what's not important to them, so that over time, you can serve as an effective, effective proxy. Interesting enough, I saw a, a pretty good job description for a uh, company that was hiring a chief of staff. And in the job description, it said, this is not a gatekeeper and this is not a shadow. And I thought that was interesting. Look the the uh, use of those words and how they, how, they, how they phrased it. I know why they did it, because being a shadow or uh, Gatekeeping might have negative connotations. When we talk about shadowing, we're not talking about being a shadow. Shadowing is a process, um, if it's done right, using uh, methodologies that are similar to cognitive apprenticeships, mentoring, coaching, fading. Um, you do it right and you learn and understand how the CEO thinks about decisions and about information and about processes and about what's important that way you can serve as an effective proxy it's not about being a shadow it's about being a proxy as needed second um, the task of locking down the roles of the recurring meetings we're going to get into that when we get into the phases that's another task that's associated with scheduling uh, facilitation expertise meetings projects on the schedule um, having sound facilitation expertise will no doubt allow you as a chief of staff to prosper much more effectively in this role. Um, schedule previewing and reviewing with the CEO on an uh, ongoing agreed upon basis. Again, one CEO, decision making style and approach might be a lot more um, robust than another, right? Might want a little more previews and pre-briefings and review sessions than another. That's up to you to work out that conversation and align yourself with the style of the CEO. Um, when we're doing schedule and review and preview uh, sessions with the CEO, what are you doing? You're looking for proxy opportunities. You're engaging in pre-briefings. Um, to get them prepared for upcoming uh, meetings and things are on their schedule. They're synchronizing and filtering and integrating things on and off the schedule and prioritizing. Um, so those are a number of um, skills and tasks that you want to have kind of habitualized and drilled into your mind, your state of mind about how you approach schedule. At the top, it's synchronizing, integrating and filtering the things and that are happening within the operating rhythm and business cycle so that they are reflected on the CEO's schedule. Those should be the most important things. The rest of the things should be pushed out to the edges. They should be handled by chief of staff as a proxy role. They should be pushed down into the organization, right? Focus on the most important things that are important to the CEO. That's what we want to synchronize and filter. Okay, so now that we've talked about schedule mastery and what it is, how do we attain it? Well, very carefully. It's not done all in one day, obviously. 
Um, if this is a new uh, role for you in an organization, um, I'm gonna give a way to approach it. There's no right or wrong way. Um, this is a way that will get you thinking about this so that in your own role, you can think about it and add to it. Um, many people obviously have much better ideas than me and um, I'd love to hear them as well. So I think about this happening, schedule mastering in three phases. This is if you're working with a new CEO, you're working in a new organization. Um, phase one, phase two, phase three. Obviously phase one is you're, you're learning, you're immersing yourself in the organization, in the CEO's um, philosophy, their decision-making style, what the schedule looks like, right? First thing I would wanna do um, is start looking at that schedule to get it to be transparent for you so you're seeing it and have a conversation about the the core things that happen on that schedule every week every month staff meetings board meetings quarterly review sessions um, business metric reviews those kind of things right the recurring meetings that happen all the time let's knock those off right away what do we want to do on those I want to find out the roles and responsibilities. Um, the agenda, who's putting that together and how is that process going to work. Uh, materials for those sessions, who's putting it together, how does it look like, let's look at some samples, let's, let's see what we have, and then let's start understanding what's happening in the organization and how that'll impact um, the preparation going forward. Any facilitation needs for those sessions that the CEO may have of have of you, or if they're not going to be in one, um, what is plan B, who facilitates, who leads those. Those are all things that I would want to lock down immediately. Um, roles and responsibilities, they're all set, they're understood, you get a process down with the CEO of how that's going to work, right? Okay, next, um, you're starting the job, we're in phase one, shadowing. Um, I'm assuming if you've interviewed for this position, um, you probably talked about some things like transparency and shadowing so you can get a, a solid and shared understanding of the CEO's philosophy, decision-making style, their mental models, the heuristics, all those things that will allow you to become proxy. And so starting off shadowing and designate, um, looking at the schedule, what are the things, what are the meetings, the phone calls that the uh, CEO wants you to sit in on. Interesting side note, um, in many White Houses, of course this is the case, but in uh, George W. Bush's White House, all meetings, all phone calls, there was somebody from the Chief of Staff's office involved in every one of those, unless the meeting was marked private and personal. Um, is that indicated there was a private conversation in some way where President Bush didn't want someone from the Chief of Staff's office there. Um, keep in mind that the Chief of Staff's office at the White House is quite large. He has a number of, uh, the Chief of Staff will have a number of Deputy Chiefs of Staff. And so one of those people, if it's not the Chief of Staff, would be in attendance, okay? Again, that's more than shadowing, that's also understanding what's being said and let's have a record about what's being decided upon, what's being discussed, so they can keep that process open, fair, and balanced, right? Anyways, so shadowing. 
Um, third is um, what I call preview review. Um, spending time with the CEO each week to preview and look at what's on the schedule, what's coming up. Um, also looking at opportunities to anticipate needs and pre-briefing the CEO to save time where needed and start to get an idea about um, how things will evolve in the future. Uh, you're also wanting to look for opportunities as you discuss what are the important projects and initiatives in the organization. So setting some time aside to do this on a weekly basis will be important. You also want to set some time aside on the schedule for, for coaching opportunities and mentoring. Um, reflection and learning from the CEO. Granted, the CEO is very, very busy, but you two have a very unique opportunity and relationship in a mentor kind of protege um, situation that should be taken advantage of, okay? So phase one, um, those are what I would say are the core things that have to happen um, schedule-wise. Um, as the CEO is pointing out projects, initiatives, things that have to happen, um, you'll get some directives. And those things will start to be reflected on your schedule as well. Remember, this is a dual schedule. This is back and forth. Your schedules, each of you, dual and synchronized back and forth, just like we synchronize schedules with the operating rhythm. Okay? So that's what I would do in phase one. It's locking things down and getting a firm handle on what's going on. Phase two, what we would want to do is, as we're getting um, a firm handle on what's going on in the organization, we have these recurring meetings, staff meetings, board meetings, quarterly reviews, other business metric reviews. Um, as you're understanding those things and putting agendas together and materials and scheduling them, maybe facilitating as needed, taking part and participating in them, what you're going to want to do is based upon um, your knowledge that comes from um, the initiatives, the projects, the things that are going on that you're working with and understanding from managing the operating rhythm and cadence, what you're going to want to do is make sure that those things that are most important that need discussion or decision are being filtered and synchronized within those recurring meetings. So now, as you've got a good handle, you lock down all these meetings in phase one, right? Now when we get into phase two, it's a little bit more about synchronizing, integrating, and filtering the things that are happening within the operating uh, business cycle, the decision-making cycle. So that's what we want to do in phase two. Shadowing, um, still doing it, but less of it. You still want to be talking and having a conversation with the CEO about specific learning opportunities, things that the CEO wants you to be aware of. Um, so there's shadowing going on, um, but less. Okay, now as we move into what we call preview review, um, again, now that we have a stronger shared understanding of what's important to the CEO, about what is happening in terms of um, you know, projects and initiatives, you can start to play a little bit stronger role uh, as a proxy. And you can start to point out opportunities 
in things where you feel that you can play the role of proxy and speak and write in the pen and the voice of the CEO. And again, that's about having a conversation. There are things you can do to test that. You can do role play. You can uh, go through scenarios and have the CEO quiz and ask you questions about how you would respond to specific things. All those things prepare you for the proxy role. Okay, um, again, you're thinking about projects and you're knowing what projects are happening, what's important, what initiatives have to be um, made sure they're managed through within the decision-making cycle. And obviously there's other things that the CEO will want you to do and coaching opportunities. And again, you're anticipating and looking at what's on the schedule and starting to move things around. Phase three, well, phase three is where we want to get to. That's a high level of mastery. When we think about that, we think about the recurring meetings are fully synchronized and aligned with what's happening within the business, the operating rhythm and the cycle of the company. All those meetings should reflect what's going on. Things that are happening that need to be escalated should be escalated to the appropriate recurring meeting. Things that shouldn't be, should be filtered out of those. So phase three, real high level of mastery. Do you ever achieve it? Well, hopefully you get to a high level. It's gonna take work, no doubt about it. Shadowing in phase three, um, some, but obviously a lot less than in phase one and then phase two. You're still learning from the CEO. Um, there's gonna be opportunities where the CEO is gonna want you to sit in on, on his or her a phone call and meeting. So there's gonna be opportunities, it doesn't just go away. Uh, third, the final section of what we call preview review. Um, again, you're spending time with the CEO each week. You're previewing the schedule. You're looking for proxy opportunities. You're bringing up things that should be either synchronized within the schedule, filtered out of the schedule, escalated, elevated, all of those kind of things are happening within the CEO schedule. And you're also at the same time in tandem looking for proxy opportunities. Um, so you can, again, allow the CEO to focus on more important things, right? Like Panetta said, Leanne Panetta for Clinton. There's certain decisions that the chief of staff can make. President doesn't need to be involved. There's certain decisions that the chief of staff will make. The, the president will be briefed and there's other decisions or information that need to be always brought uh, to the president. So playing that role of proxy um, and mastering that will allow the CEO to be much more effective and focused on the higher level of things that they need to be focused on. Um, other things that can happen, um, looking for opportunities to pre-brief the CEO, looking opportunities to do um, follow-up assessments, role play, coaching, um, mentoring, those kind of things can happen with your, your time that's set aside, all right? So, phase one, you're locking things down, locking down the recurring uh, meetings, you're working on some shadowing, you have some preview and review sessions set up weekly with the CEO. Phase two, you're starting to add synchronization, integrating and filtering of the recurring meetings. You're locked them down. Now we're starting to synchronize and align with the operating rhythm. 
shadowing, doing some, but less, and you're still working through the schedule. And then preview and review is we're escalating that upwards, okay? More proxy opportunities, uh, more understanding and knowledge and opportunities to filter things out and synchronize things on the CEO's schedule in tandem with your schedule. And then finally in phase three, full synchronization with the recurring meetings, full synchronization on preview and review. You're still doing some shadowing, but a lot less, okay? This is where you wanna be, ultimately, the sooner you get here, the more effective you'll be, all right? Ultimately, what we want to do is the CEO schedule fully aligns and synchronizes with what's happening within the operating rhythm as well as your schedule, and you're throttling those things back and forth, right? To make sure that the CEO is focused on the things that are um, should be at the CEO's level from an information standpoint, from a decision standpoint, and that's where we want to go, and that's where we want to have schedule mastery. So I told you that this would be quite an exciting topic. Uh, if you're not a chief of staff or interested in being a chief of staff, maybe not so interesting, but I find it uh, fascinating. And again, uh, I want to thank you for listening to this episode of Parmenio. If you have ideas or questions, or if you'd love to be, uh, uh, like to be a guest on this show, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Please send me an email at glenn, G-L-E-N-N, at parmenio.co. Thank you once again for listening to another episode of Parmenio. Thank <laughs> you.